Well, what a blessing. You all, Central Indiana knows how to roll out the white carpet, does it not? That was, uh, what a remarkable, remarkable welcome we received. Uh, um, so your warmth was, uh, was not felt, but, um, uh, but it, was, it was good. It was, uh, we are doing well. We got here on Friday, so that was great, and uh, I had a couple days to hurry up. There was literally, when I went to, uh, went to the grocery store, there were three things of milk, cartons of milk left. So I, I, uh, I took all three. I didn't need them, but you never know. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but eBay was a great way to sell those last two, so um, they were going for a high price. No, it was good, and it's good to know that there's actual asphalt uh, on the roads, uh, as we finally discovered come along Thursday or Friday. So uh, despite the weather, um, and the girls have certainly loved the snow, we are, uh, we are doing well, and it is good to be here with you this morning. Uh, why don't we go ahead and dive in? We're going to be looking over the next several weeks at the a letter to the Colossians from Paul. And so um, why don't we go ahead and, and, and start looking at that. Um, we will be looking this morning at chapter 1, um, the first 14 verses. So I invite you uh, to hear these words from God. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers and sisters in Christ in Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. In our prayers for you, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all of the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. And you have heard of this hope before in the word of the truth, the gospel that has come to you. Just as it is bearing fruit and growing in the whole world, so it has been bearing fruit among yourselves from the day you heard it and truly comprehended the grace of God. This you learn from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, and he has made known to us your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, as you bear fruit in every good work and as you grow in the knowledge of of God. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. And he has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins. Sisters and brothers, I will say this after we read the scripture. I will say the word of the Lord, and if you don't mind responding to me by saying thanks be to God, that would make me feel not nearly as alone up here. So sisters and brothers in Christ, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So this is it. 
This is a new beginning for my family, to be sure. Now, I've lived in quite a few different places. This is actually, for a period of three months or longer, this is the 14th state that I have lived in. And, and so I've, I love moving around, and I always enjoy getting to go to new places because you, you get to see things you haven't seen before. You get to meet people you've never met before. You get to oftentimes do things you've never done before. And so moving to new places and having new beginnings is oftentimes a very exciting thing. It's also a great opportunity if you need to shed a reputation that you might have someplace to, to go someplace else, right? Uh, and, and it's always kind of fun to see what people think about you when they know from whence you have come. So when I uh, moved to Pennsylvania a little while back, I, uh, I had moved from California. And so coming from California, Southern California, everybody, even though we'd only lived there for 15 months, everybody thought that I was pretty cool. Everybody thought that I was kind of a beach guy, that I was a surfer dude. And, and, and the thing is, I am remarkably uncool. And, and, and I don't even actually like going to the beach that much, though I would have preferred that this week probably. And I've never even touched a surfboard. And so I am nothing of the kind. And yet because they made that assumption and because I kind of liked that perception, I decided not to tell them anything different. And so for the last 15 months, I've been kind of cool surfer guy. But no more, obviously. And the other thing, of course, about, uh, about going to a new place is that you can, you can try out kind of new things, even new names. Now, my, my, my formal name is not Jerry, it is Jeremy. Uh, but for some reason, my mother always wanted me to be called Jerry. And so uh, one of the things I noticed as I was growing up is that there weren't very many Jerrys in my classes. Uh, the, the reality is, and I try to figure out how to put this tactfully, Jerry is a older generation's name, right? If you think about most Jerry's you know, how old are they? Right? The kids are saying real old, right? Yeah, but, uh, but 60s or 70s, right? And so whenever people would know my name and then they would finally meet me face to face, they were always a bit surprised that I wasn't retired. And they, they realized, oh, okay, you just have a, an older person's name. But I got a little bit tired of that. So, so one summer I was going to move to Alaska and I decided this time I'm going by Jeremy. And so that's exactly what I did. I, I thought it'd be a whole new beginning. I went there with great hope and expectation. But it, it really, quite frankly did not turn out at all. You see, part of the problem was I never realized that people were actually talking to me. <laughs> and, and so I, I'd be sitting there doing something, they'd say, Jeremy, and I, I thought they weren't talking to me, and they kept going. So finally, everyone started yelling, right? And so it was always Jeremy, and finally I would turn around, which meant that I always, of course, thought that people were angry at me because, A, people were always yelling at me, and B, the only time I was ever called Jeremy growing up you know this, was by my parents when I was in trouble. And so it was something of a nightmarish summer, so I decided no more. And so when I moved and had another new beginning, I went back to my old name. So you can feel free to call me Jerry if you want. You can call me Jeremy, but I probably will not respond. <laughs> but I've been thinking a lot about what do I want this beginning to look like? 
And I wrestled a lot with what exactly, what text should we begin to, to, to look at as, as, as we kind of start this, this new beginning together. And so I, I thought about several different books, but, but finally I, I decided that we would look at Colossians. And the primary reason for that, or one of them at least, is because this is a letter written by Paul to a people whom he really does not know firsthand at all. He has never met these people. He's only heard about them, as he tells us, from a person named Epaphras, which might be a new name to try to pick up at the next beginning, right? And so he didn't know anything about them except for what someone else has told them. And I thought, well, that's incredibly similar to this situation. By and large, all I know about most of you is what I have heard from other people, from expressly the PNC. And so I thought, well, maybe this would be a good letter for us to kind of begin our relationship with. And so I, I was very intrigued to wonder, how does Paul start off his relationship with these new friends of his, with these new brothers and sisters in Christ? And I hope that perhaps you heard how he began. He began by thanking God. He began out of an attitude of gratitude, and he began to thank God for the ways that they had been bearing fruit, for the ways that they had been following God, for the ways that they had been loving one another. And I thought, okay, I can do that. I can begin today, it seems like, by thanking God for the ways that I have, have experienced the fruit of God in you all. I mean, one of the ways, as I've already said, and this is probably the last time I will say this, but I said this in the end of October, by thanking God for the, for the pastor nominating committee. I mean, they did a great job. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, but really, honestly, thanking them for the way that they were so kind to me, for the way that they encouraged me and, and guided me and helped me throughout this process. And then I thought, well, surely I can thank God as well for the, for the hospitality. I mean, there is somebody whom we don't know hardly at all who is allowing us to stay in their home. I mean, how incredible is that? Even more incredible once they find out we've already broken a couple of things. But that's called hospitality. And, and, and the reception that I've received from, from many of you, those of, some of you who have uh, brought us uh, food already that has been amazing, and the offers I've had from so many of you who have said, if you need anything, please just let us know. And then the warm reception that we've received, that I, Megan and I, but especially me, from the staff of this church. I mean, so eager, with open arms, welcoming me, I mean, Scott is so excited to give me everything that I can to do. Isn't that kind of him? No, but that's been amazing. And quite frankly, I could keep going. I could, I could keep thanking God for what I've seen. But then that, that seems at some point like you're just trying to suck up a bit too much. And so I, I won't say too many other things just now. But I was interested, though, to watch as, as Paul began by thanking God. But then slowly he begins to move. And in that, as we keep going towards the 11th verse, we see he begins not only to thank God himself, but to invite the people of Colossae, to begin being thankful to God as well. He says it there in the, the 11th verse, May you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to God. 
I hope you hear in that the assumption that is being made. A, there are going to be things from which you need to endure and have patience. In other words, there are going to be difficult times, community of faith. And my hope is, Paul says, that in the midst of those, you will continue to give joyful thanks to God. Now, what an interesting word to give to the people of Zionsville Presbyterian Church. I was thinking about new beginnings. I told you this week I was thinking about it quite a bit. And one of the things I also came to mind is that, is that new beginnings can also be somewhat unhealthy. They can also be somewhat dangerous. I have a good friend of mine who is in the military and he loves moving and he gets to move every two or three years and he always talks about he can't wait to get to the next place. He can't wait for the new beginning. And after a few of those moves, I began to see something. He was never happy with where he actually was. He always saw the problems with where he was and he always, he just kept thinking, well, as soon as I get to the next place, Things are going to change. Things are going to be great. I can't wait. As soon as I get to the next place, I'll be thankful that I'm there. But he gets to the next place, and literally about three and a half months later, I receive a phone call that he's not happy at this place, but he knows that new beginning is going to be great. And as I thought about that, I, I, I began to think about my time here and, and so many of the words that I have heard as I come here. And some of the words are, we feel like the PNC said this and some others even, we're kind of leaning into. We're ready to move forward. And I thought, that's great. And in fact, if I didn't think that you all were ready to kind of keep moving forward, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be here this morning. But one of the things that I have begun to wonder as well, one of the things that I want to make sure of is that we are that we are moving forward, but that we are not at ZPC moving past. That we are not simply hoping to have a new beginning and just forget. Not the first 25 years of ZPC. No, those were great. But even the very last five years. And I'm wanting to make sure that even though these last few years, for many of you, have not been the greatest of times here at ZPC, even though there have been struggles and difficult times, I have wondered whether or not you have taken time in the midst of all of that to still figure out ways to be thankful. Things that you have learned, even if you didn't want to, over these last few years together. As an outsider coming in, I can already tell you that I have seen things for which I am giving God thanks for the last few years. I mean, to see as I come in here a church this size, right, which for some of you now feels small, but it's not. To come here and to see how many people, and Scott has told me this and I have confirmed it this week, how lay-led this church is. That you have taken the priesthood of all believers seriously. And it's easy whenever a staff gets so large to be able to just let them do things. But to see how you have begun to take the reins, what a blessing that is. 
I have felt with you. I have talked with some of you, especially the PNC, about this renewed desire for you all to get outside of these walls, to go out, that you know that there are people outside of this place who need to hear about the love of God. And do you know what happens whenever people are just flooding into the doors? It is remarkably easy to forget that you are called to flood out of those doors as well. And so I give God praise for this passion that seems to me to be bubbling up within this congregation already to get outside of yourselves, to get outside of these walls. And I see in you as well this this strength that comes only through difficult times, a strength that comes from having to have relied on God and on one another as brothers and sisters in Christ in ways you never have had to before. And I want you to know how exciting that is for me. So one of the things that I want to encourage you to do, if you haven't yet done it, even if if you have, to look at those kind of that space that's on your bulletin, those those space for notes, and, and to write down that question at some point. You can do it now, you can do it later. What, to what can I give God thanks for these last few difficult And then I encourage you to to share that with each other, to share it with me, to to, to share what it is that you want to give God praise for. This week, spend that time. You don't have to worry about watching the Colts next week, right? Spend that time. Sorry. Was that too soon? Sorry. uh. But really spend that time doing that doesn't mean that you can say, well, I hope we get to go through that again. It doesn't mean that you don't grieve. It doesn't mean that there wasn't hurt and pain and loss. But it does mean that in the midst of that, you were still able to find ways to give God praise. Now, I have a feeling there may be some of you at this point who, who are wondering, really, we've been waiting We've been waiting for the, for the new pastor to come in, one of the new pastors to come in, and all of a sudden, you know, he's just wanting to talk about what's been happening in the past. We're, we're ready to go. We're ready to, to move forward. We're ready, ready to get out there. Just tell us what to do. Tell us what to go. Let's, let's, let's get out there. We're, we're chomping at the bit. And I want you to know that five weeks ago, even five days ago, I thought that's the sermon that I'm going to preach this morning. I love that sermon. I love the sermon of telling you to get off your rear ends and get out there into the world. Can I say rear ends? Is that okay? (laughs) And yet, it seems to me it is because I was so ready to preach that, that perhaps the reason why so many of you were ready to hear that kind of sermon, that is the very reason why that sermon could not be preached today. This is a people, you all are, of successful, of success. I know that many of you have done very well in your lives. You know how to do things, and you know how to do things well. You are doers. You are go-getters. Even at, we're living right now near the high school, and even as I drove by the high school, which was empty, it's, it, it is, it's regal, it's, it's beautiful, it's scary. I could, I could feel, honestly, I could feel the demand for success when I drove by that school. I could feel the pressure for the high schoolers to do well, bred to them by their parents, to be sure. 
This, of course, is exactly what's, what Paul was like as well. Paul was a successful person. He, he gives in Philippians and other places a litany of, of how successful he was. He would have been valedictorian of Zionsville High School. He would have been CEO of his religious organization. And when Paul writes letters as he does, he always, and in this letter, he will say it again and again and again, talks about beginning with thanksgiving, beginning out of gratitude. Because he knows how easy it is for him and for others of that same ilk to want to begin, not by giving God thanks for what he has done, but by trying to figure out what we can do for God. And I want you to know that the place that we have to begin today is not by saying, what can we do for you, God? But it is simply responding to the grace of God and giving thanks. That's why in this first section, he begins by saying, you have the knowledge of the grace of God. And once you have that knowledge, and after you respond to that, in great gratitude and joy, then you begin to live a life worthy of Christ. Then you go out and begin to bear fruit for God. And then kind of circular reasoning, he says, after that, then you know God even better. And what happens after you know God better? You have even more? It's not rhetorical. You have even more. Thanksgiving. More gratitude, more joy. And as you have more joy and more gratitude and more thanksgiving, you want to go out there and live a life even more worthy of Christ. You want to go out and bear even more fruit. But it all begins with thanksgiving. And it is for that reason, sisters and brothers in Christ, that even though you may have come here this morning out of a desire or with the song playing, Onward Christian Soldiers, in your mind. Here we go. We're ready to go out and get them. I want you to know that the song I want you to leave with this morning is not Onward Christian Soldiers. It is simply the doxology, the praise to God. I want you to begin this start. If this is a new start for ZPC, I mean, I, it's hard for me to say it's a new start. You've been around for a while, but, uh, but perhaps a new phase, if you will. It has to begin with thanksgiving to God. And so I want us to sing that. And I am going to sing this, first of all, just on my own, not because I have a great voice. I've only done this ever twice in my life in a sermon I want you to to just listen. And then I'll have you stand and I'll have you join with me. But as I'm singing this, and as you then begin to sing this the second time, I want you to ask yourself, to what can I give God thanks? To what even in these last few difficult years can I give God thanks for? Knowing, sisters and brothers, knowing it is only when you can begin to learn how to give God thanks in the difficult times, that you will be able to do so in the times when you are bearing much fruit. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures, Here below, 
Praise him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Please stand. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly host. Praise fathers. Amen. I think most of us believe that gratitude is something that comes naturally. But as a parent of a two-year-old and a four-year-old, I can assure you gratitude does not come naturally. I am not prone to hyperbole, but I honestly believe that at least 1,000 times We have told our children, after they have received something from us or from others, what do you say? And I want you to know that being thankful is not about being polite. It is about shaping how you understand the world around you. Being a people of gratitude means that you can see, even in the difficult times, how God has been there for you. And when you can begin to give thanks to God, even in those times, I promise you, there is nothing that God cannot do through you. Let us begin with gratitude. And may we, may this community, may this world never be the same. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of you this day and forevermore. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. Amen.